Welcome to the Profitable Nutritionist Podcast, where your host and fellow nutritional therapy practitioner, Andrea Nordling, teaches you how to grow a sustainable, impactful, and consistently profitable health and wellness practice by following her proven formula. Welcome to the Profitable Nutritionist Podcast, my friend. We are talking all about how to start a health coaching business step by step. And this is such a meaty, big topic that we're tackling today because although I've done a lot of podcast episodes about most of these topics separately, and I'm going to reference those as we go so you can deep dive on those, I want you to have this roadmap all in one place so you can see the big picture. I know this would have been massively helpful for me when I was getting started in my holistic nutrition practice. So I want to create this for you if you are just starting out. And even if you are further along in your health coaching or nutrition business, you are going to find this really valuable to kind of do a little audit for yourself as we go through and figure out, have I done these things? <laughs> have I missed some steps? Is there something that I need to revisit? Especially when we talk about the foundational decisions that you need to make before you really ramp up your practice. And luckily there aren't that many and they're very simple to make, but you maybe have glossed over a few of these and it's going to be really helpful for you to go back if you are starting out from the beginning, like I said, this can be really helpful for you. You're just going to have a step-by-step -step on exactly what to do. So here we go. The five steps to start a health coaching business or any health and wellness um, business where you sell products and services directly to clients. So this is called a B2C model, meaning business, yours, selling directly to consumer. And even if you have never successfully run a business before, you can very quickly have a thriving health and wellness business when you follow these really simple doable steps. Best news of the day. So let's get into it. Step one is a choice you need to make about yourself as a business owner. This is something I like to think of as your business owner self-concept, your CEO self-concept. Choose not to be confused, my friend. First and foremost, choose to be resourceful and to figure it out. I have been a business owner for almost 20 years at this point in three different industries. I have never had a corporate job. I've never had a cushy salary. I have been commission only CEO for a very, very long time. And I know one thing to be true, as long as you commit to figuring it out, you will. <laughs> it's sometimes messy, which we'll talk about, especially um, in terms of not knowing how things are going to work out. Again, we're going to talk all about that, but just know that you will figure it out. You will figure something out. If something doesn't work, you'll try something else. As long as you don't quit and you are in this for the long run, you're going to be successful. First, you're going to make decisions then you're going to take very imperfect, scrappy action that feels absolutely terrible because in the moment it feels very just messy. Messy is the word. That's what I'm going to go with. It feels very messy. It's very imperfect. And most of us really like perfect. We like well-planned out. We like super professional, polished, all of our I's dotted and T's crossed. And as a business owner, you're not always going to have that. In fact, especially the first time you do something, it's going to be feeling very imperfect, very uncomfortable. That is okay. Move forward and then evaluate every step of the way. I'm going to teach you exactly how to do that. But before I dive into it, I want to touch on something I think is really important in this entire conversation, which is the privilege of being an entrepreneur, especially right now. There is very minimal overhead to get started, especially in an online business, which I'm assuming is what you are going to be working with if you're watching this video. And along with the very minimal overhead to get started, there's unlimited income potential. It's just, it blows my mind. I pinch myself all of the time when I think about this. Our grandparents and our great-grandparents, they never had this opportunity that we have right now, especially in the industry that you are in and that I am in. So let's touch on this for a second. There are three industries that history has proven time and time again are completely recession-proof. That's money, if you're teaching people how to make money or keep more of their money or invest their money, you're in good shape. That's a recession-proof business. If you teach people how to increase or improve their relationships, that is a recession-proof business. And last but certainly not least, if you teach people how to improve or maximize their health, that is a recession-proof business. So luckily for both of us, we're in those industries. I am always going to have an abundance of clients that want to learn how to make more money. You are always going to have an abundance of clients that want to improve their health. That is not up for debate whatsoever. It's not even remotely a question. It is the truth. So congratulations on choosing to start a business in an ironclad, battle-tested, rock-solid industry where your expertise and the tools that you teach are so valued and so transformative to your clients' lives. It really is incredible that we get to do this. So be grateful, be excited, you are in the right place. Now, 
how does this go wrong? <laughs> Some people get this wrong and make it way harder than it needs to be by relying on confidence instead of self-confidence. I've done an entire podcast episode about this, but let me explain what I mean. Just give you the nuts and bolts. Confidence is knowing that you can do something based on past experience that you have. So for example, you're confident that you can walk or that you can type because you've done it before. You're confident, you've done it, you have the evidence, you can do this. Self-confidence, on the other hand, is knowing that you can do something because you're the kind of person who figures it out and doesn't give up. So before you ever learned how to walk, I think babies learning how to walk is a great example of this. There's no evidence to support the notion that the drunk, toddling, pulling up, falling over baby is going to figure out how to walk. There just isn't evidence for it, there isn't. It looks completely implausible, but they just keep going and they figure it out. Imagine how much perseverance is required to get to the walking stage. If you have kids or you've watched kids go through this, you know how frustrating it is. But imagine how babies would never ever walk if their brains were more developed and they were self-aware enough to know that quitting was an option. It's a great thing that they don't know that quitting is an option and that they don't quit. They do figure it out. Okay, so I just want to think about, I want you to think about this in terms of are you self-confident or are you relying on confidence, meaning evidence that you can already do something? Because especially as an entrepreneur, that's not going to work. You haven't done it before. Or if you have, your brain is still going to argue that you haven't done it in this industry or you haven't done it this way. And it's going to find the nuances and the loopholes to tell you, nope, this is different. It's not going to work. There's no evidence. It's not even possible. Or... What I suggest is you rely on the self-confidence, knowing I'm the kind of person that figures this out, even if I've never done it before. I'm the baby that just keeps going and learns how to walk instead of quitting, okay? So self-confidence versus confidence. Super important to bring yourself back to the self-confidence whenever you find yourself having some doubts. And you will, <laughs> of course. Nothing has gone wrong when you're having doubts. Just bring yourself back. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm the kind of person that figures this out. I'm the kind of person that doesn't quit. Think about other areas of your life where you don't quit and where you figure things out. There's a lot of evidence all over the place to support it, but you just have to find that for yourself. So step one, essentially, is to choose to be resourceful. Make a choice about yourself as a business owner that you are curious and you are scrappy and you're resourceful and you're humble and you're not afraid to get your hands dirty a little bit. And then above all else, commit to yourself that you won't quit when things get hard. Because that's not an if things get hard, it's a when they get hard. But you can do hard things. And it's going to be so much more enjoyable to do when you have this figure it out mentality. Just like your clients. Now, everything that you work through as you are charging towards your income goals and your business goals exactly the same skills that your clients are going to need as they are charging towards their health goals, okay? They need to have a figure it out mentality. They need to be curious. They need to be humble. They need to expect to fail sometimes. It's not always going to be linear and perfect. Our brains want this. Our brains want it to be very predictable, linear journey. But really, it's like this, just like for your clients, okay? So the more that you know this for yourself, the easier it is for you to facilitate that and to explain it to your clients and to give them that calm reassurance that nothing has gone wrong when everything has gone wrong. <laughs> Isn't it so fun? It's so fun. All right, so step two. Step one is all about your self-confidence and your self-concept as a business owner. Step two is actually getting into setting up the infrastructure of your business, I have an entire podcast episode on this. It's podcast episode number five, all about branding and naming and financial decisions that you need to make. So definitely go listen to that if you want the full scoop on all of this, but I'm gonna give you the brief, briefish overview. Here's what you need to do. You need to have infrastructure in place to get paid legally. This is not a big deal. People make this way harder than it needs to be. Do not be one of them. Don't let this keep you stuck. Here's what you need business bank account that is separate from your personal bank account. Now, it would be the best case scenario if this is an actual business bank account tied to your actual business tax ID number in a legal entity that is separate from your personal finances, that would be fantastic. Do that. But at the very least, okay, have a separate bank account and credit card, however you set this up, from your personal, even if it's not a dedicated business account. Again, that would be ideal. Don't like, that's not, that's not hard. We're gonna talk about it in a second. Do that. 
But even if you don't, make sure that it is separate from your personal finances. I find a lot of people want to hide from their financials in their business and not know how much money they're making or losing or not making by just commingling it together with their personal accounts because that makes it all all a tangled web and then they don't actually have to know if they're making money or losing money. Don't do that, okay? What gets measured gets improved. You wanna make sure everything is separate. It's gonna make it way easier for you at tax time, obviously, but also just mentally, you're gonna feel like a business owner when you're treating your finances like they are separate from your personal, super important. Now you also need a way to take payments. People in the current world that we live in want to pay you online. Make sure that you have a way for them to do that. I sometimes have clients that say, well, my, my people pay me with checks. They send me a check. Fantastic. Please also have a way for them to pay online like 99.9% of the world would like to do. So that's super simple. You are going to need to have a payment processor like Stripe or PayPal or both where people can pay you online. And you are going to need to set up those accounts usually with a like a legal tax ID number. If you're taking things through PayPal, like personal PayPal, I wouldn't recommend it. Could you get started that way and just get some momentum and get going? Absolutely. And I'm always wanting you to err on the side of just getting going and then figuring out the details later if that's how your brain works. However, when you are a professional business and you are charging people for your services, which is what you are doing as a health and wellness business owner, you wanna be able to take those payments professionally. So again, this leads us to the next point, which is set up a legal entity if you don't already have one. Most people think that this is way harder than it is. I will only speak to how this looks in the United States. It means making one phone call to your CPA or to whoever prepares your taxes and asking what structure based on your circumstances you should be filling out a form for and starting. Is that an LLC? Is it an S corporation? Is it a sole proprietor? Usually it'll be an LLC or an S corporation. Ask your accountant. You don't need to go down the rabbit hole and spend months and weeks on end researching all of it only to be still confused. Just ask someone. <laughs> you don't need to be a tax expert, just hire a tax expert to help you on this so you can move faster, okay? Ask them what sort of structure you need and then you're gonna go online to your Secretary of State website and you're going to pay about 150 bucks online and fill out a form and then you're going to have that entity already filed. You're gonna have a tax ID number, you're gonna be able to go set up your business bank accounts, you're gonna be able to get payments through Stripe online using that entity and the corporate tax ID number and the information there, just do it, okay? People put this off way too long, think it's way too hard, and then once they do it, they feel so much better, they feel so much more confident, like I am a real business, I can actually get payments. I have seen people that spend years looping on this and they energetically push clients away because they're thinking, I hope I don't get clients because I don't know how to get them to pay me. Or I'm gonna have to set up this payment stuff and that's really hard, and so they kind of, like deter people from even paying them or even wanting to hire them because they don't have this set up. Don't be one of those, okay, my friend? Get your legal entity figured out. Just rip off the Band-Aid, do it. And if you are struggling on this because you don't know what to name your company, again, something I see quite commonly, just get out of your own way, use your name. Okay, like I said, I have an entire podcast about this. Go to episode five of the podcast and listen to all of this in detail. But seriously, use your name or as close to it as you can so that you have the flexibility later on to pivot. If you start selling something a little bit different, if you're offering different services, then you have the flexibility, okay? It just makes everything so much easier. I did this in the beginning. I had a different website URL, feedyourselfwellness.com was the name, which I anguished over for months trying to figure out what is this name going to be? What am I going to call my website? What am I gonna call my company? Finally made the decision now, as I look back, I'm like, why did I spend so much time on this? And it was very short-lived anyway, because I think I only had that website for a couple months. I only used that for a couple months. And then I just changed the whole thing to andreanordling.com, used it for years, never thought about it again, which was so much simpler. Wish I had done that from the beginning. So all that to say, keep something simple, close to your name, make the decision, move on. Don't let this slow you down. Now, website, client management software, all of the tech stuff. Do you need this to get started with your business? Maybe but only if it's not going to slow you down. So again, we want the momentum here. We want you to get clients. We want people to pay you. We want you to start testing out your processes and working with people and actually getting data under your belt to figure out what's working and how you can do it even better. Not sitting at your desk all day, perfecting your logo, <laughs> redoing your fonts and moving, moving the drag and drops all around. We don't wanna be doing that. That's procrastinating. That's definitely not 
what you need to be doing to get clients, okay? So if you can quickly get your website up and running, get your payment processor figured out and hooked up to it, and you can make these decisions quickly with just like the four or five pages, basic pages that you need and get them going, then do it and move on to the next step. If not, if this is your um, buffering action of choice, (laughs) we actually call this in my program, we call it passive action. So massive action are the things that you do that make you money. Passive action are the things that you do that waste your time, but make you feel good like you're working, but you're not really producing any money. Okay. So if working on your website or working on the tech is your passive action of choice, know that about yourself and don't let it waste any more of your time. Just move on to step three and you can come back to that later. So what is step three? You ask. Great question. It is making these foundational decisions to launch your business. There are just a few things that you need to figure out. This is not a big deal. Don't be overwhelmed. Take a deep breath. (sighs) Say it with me. There's just a few decisions I need to make and there's no right or wrong answers here. You're just going to decide, you're gonna commit, and you're gonna move on. Don't ruminate, don't second guess yourself. That is where things really spin out of control for most nutritionists and health coaches that I work with, and it costs them months, if not years, of lost income. I want you to really think about this. Every single week that bleeds into a month and a quarter and even a year or two years that you aren't making the money that you wanna be making in your business is actually you losing that income. It's not you not making the income, it's you losing it. Think about that. And when you think about it that way, it's gonna help you be very motivated to make these decisions quickly and to get some money flowing into your business. So first of all, you're gonna decide on your niche or no niche. This is such a big topic. I have, again, done an entire podcast on this. Podcast number seven is choosing the most profitable niche for your business, where we go into extreme detail on defining if you should even have a niche, if you shouldn't, what is going to be profitable. So definitely go listen to that podcast if this is something that you are having a particularly hard time with. But I'm going to give you the overview version here, okay? You do not need to have a niche. I know, I know. It depends what you're selling and it depends how advanced your business is. So the caveat to that is when you are scaling with a digital product or a group program, so an online course, a membership, um, a program like I have, or a group program where you are bringing people through a journey and getting them the results together on a common goal, you want to have a niche. It's going to make it much easier to sell and deliver those products to your clients if you are serving a similar person that has a similar goal, okay? I'm sure that that makes sense to you. Having a niche, having a really tight defined niche at that point makes sense. But for most people, when they're just starting out in their business, they don't even have that. They're working with people one-on-one, which is what I suggest to do because you get paid the most money to do it. There's the most flexibility where you don't have a bunch of tech to set up in the background. You can customize everything. It's the lowest hanging fruit and it's also the easiest to sell. So I suggest doing that in the beginning. And when you are working with people one-on-one, you don't need to have a niche. If it's stressing you out and you're just like, oh my gosh, I don't know if it's the right niche. Is it specific enough? Is it not specific enough? Are there enough people? There's so much drama around niches. If you're having that, just decide not to have a niche. Work with people one-on-one, decide not to have a niche. And I even suggest that you commit to this decision until you've made 100K in your practice. That's my recommendation and here's why. By just putting your head down, making the decision, not going to have a niche, or I am going to have a niche. You make the decision once you put your head down and you just execute on that decision until you make $100,000. You are going to see that it doesn't matter what the decision was. As long as you just make one, you don't second guess it and you move forward. Remember, cannot do this wrong. The only wrong decision here is not deciding. Okay. The only wrong decision is not deciding. So this pattern of not making a firm decision, trying a few things, then they don't work out perfectly the first time you try them. So you think, oh, it was the wrong decision. I knew it. It's not the right niche. I'm going to go back and I'm going to try something else and then do again and then again and again. That's what keeps people stuck for way too long. And the niche is not the problem. Okay. It's always a messaging problem. And it's just needing to do things with more repetition than we think that we're going to, especially in the beginning. So you don't need a niche if you're working with people one-on-one. Do not second guess this decision. Or if you do have a niche, then just decide and go with it. It is the perfect niche. <laughs> go go to podcast episode number seven if you need more validation on that. But at the end of the day, there's no right or wrong decision. You just need to stick to it and make that decision work for you, okay? 
The pros of not having a niche is you get to work with a really diverse range of clients and you get to really blow their minds with what's possible when they focus on your foundational processes. I assume, and I think it's pretty safe assumption if you're watching this video, that you work with people on the foundations of their health in some capacity. Even if you have a really detailed, dedicated process for a specific symptom or a specific type of person or a specific goal, you have like a foundational process that you take people through. So if you don't have a niche yet, then this is a great time to work on those foundational processes and to blow people's minds with how no matter what thing you're working on, like working on the foundations is actually going to affect all of it. And your niche will probably reveal itself when you take the pressure off of deciding and figuring it out because there's just naturally going to be some topics and some types of clients that you gravitate towards that you're going to work with over and over and over again. They're going to organically just be showing up because of the way that you talk to people, the way that you market, because these are the people that you're most excited about. So you bring in more of them. I find with a lot of my clients that when they take the pressure off of the niche decision, the niche, the niche, the niche, when they take all of that just pressure off, their niche very organically comes to the surface and they don't really have to worry about it. Now, the pros of having a defined niche, which I kind of already touched on, is that you really are able to tighten up your processes and for a very specific result that people are going to get, you get really tighten up your marketing around very specific problems and the very specific solutions that you offer, which is great for growing a um, community or a program, group program or digital program in the future. Okay, so you do at some point want to have a niche going to help your business scale and grow. I'm not against niches. I just really see that it keeps people stuck for way too long in the beginning. And we're all about momentum here. Okay. So your brain's going to freak out either way. <laughs> either if you don't have a niche or you do, your brain's going to freak out that it's not right. So just commit, expect the freak out. Nothing has gone wrong when that happens. Um, just go for it. Okay. Make the decision and keep moving forward. So next, after you decide on your niche, remember there's just a few foundational decisions that you need to make niche or no niche then make that decision, move on. You're going to decide how you are working with clients. So this is all about your offer, what to sell. Now, my recommendation is you sell one thing until you've made $100,000 selling that one thing. This also may freak you out. Trust me, I've sold a lot of things all at once and I've sold just one thing. And everything in your life will be better as a business owner when you sell one thing. It's also going to get your clients way better results because all of your time and attention is going to be put towards making that one thing that you're selling incredible. So you're going to get more referrals from people because they're getting better results. Your life is going to be easier. Everything in your business is going to be better. And it's just the way. Just trust me. It is the way. I've worked with hundreds of people through this process and I've done it myself. Sell one thing. Get really good at selling that one thing. Then introduce another offer. I recommend, like I have said, selling one-on-one -on -one packages. Unless you already have a, a course, like a digital course or a group program or something digital that is created and it's already working. I'm gonna say that again. If it's already created, meaning you don't have a bunch of work to do to get it created, and it's already working, meaning like you already have proof of concept. It's already working, people are already buying it. If you already have those things, then by all means, don't feel like you have to scrap what's already working and start with one-on-one -on -one packages. If it's already working, go with it. If not, I highly recommend one-on-one -on -one packages because of the reasons I told you earlier, which is just less tech to get off the ground. It's easier to sell. You're gonna sell it for the most money. And ultimately you're going to have the most fun. Maybe, it, <laughs> should I say fun? I'm not sure if fun is the word you would, I would use the word fun to describe it. I think it's the most fun, but you may not in the beginning. You will have, you will get the most experience and the most feedback in your sales when you're having one-on-one -on -one sales conversations with people. Much different than trying to sell one-to-many through copy and through emails and that kind of thing. Very different skill sets, but it's much easier to sell through copy when you've had a lot of one-on-one -on -one sales conversations with people and you've heard the exact questions that they ask, where they're getting confused, what objections they have, the questions they have about your processes, all of that information is just, it's intel that you're gathering through these sales conversations that you're having one-on-one -on -one. makes everything way easier when you're selling in the future. I did not do this in the beginning. I started by selling an online course and it was so hard. <laughs> and I wish that I had had somebody telling me that there's a much better way to do this that is going to make my business much more scalable and sustainable for the long-term, which we will also be talking about. Okay, so you decide how you're gonna work with your clients. My suggestion, unless you already have something created that is vetted and validated and proof of concept working, that you should do one-on-one -on -one packages, not one-off one-on-one appointments, but one-on-one -on -one packages, which is much more lucrative for you and is going to ensure much better results for your people. 
people do not change their lives and make massive health transformation because of one appointment with you. You know that, so don't sell that to them, okay? It's not best for them. Now, sometimes, a lot of times, my clients will spin on the decision of how long should their packages be? Is it eight weeks? Should it be three months? Should it be six months? I don't know. How? I mean, what is the actual amount of time that it's gonna take everybody to get the exact same result? And the answer is, there isn't a perfect answer to this. Some people are gonna get results faster than other people, that's the name of the game. So you just make your best guess, you decide on it, and you move on. Now, what happens if people don't get the results at the end of the time that they're working with you? You resell them another package. Done. <laughs> perfect. What if people get results earlier than you thought that they were going to? Then they're really happy. They feel like they are a star student. They're ahead of the curve. They got the results they wanted because ultimately people aren't paying you for your time. They're not paying you for three months. They're not paying you for six months. They're paying you for the results that they are getting. If they get them faster, they're happy. If it's gonna take them a little bit longer, they still want those results. They're happy with that too. So don't have drama about this. Make a decision on your best guess for the timeline and move forward. I know that there's so many variables here. There's different offers that you can sell. There's different price points. There's learning how to market. There's the tech piece to set up. There's just so much to do all at once. And I want to see you make this really simple, especially in the beginning of your business. So everything I'm telling you here is in an effort to just have you making the most amount of money the fastest so that you can build on top of it and scale a bigger business much more efficiently without stressing yourself out and having to burn everything down and start over like I have had to do in my business. I've learned this the hard way. I don't want that for you. So I just want you to keep things really simple. Okay, sell one thing. And if you don't already have something to sell, then one-on-one -on -one packages is the perfect thing to do. And do that until you're fully booked and you have a wait list and have probably raised your prices even because you're fully booked. So you're really increasing the demand around this offer that is the place that you want to be at when you finally do create and launch a digital something something that is going to be perfect for your people, group program, digital program, digital course, whatever that's going to be for you. Don't feel like you have to know what that is right now. Just know when that comes, when the time is for you to launch that, you're going to already have created such demand that you'll be able to just sell that, like transition right into it instead of having a big gap in your income, which is another bummer that people don't tell you about. So just gonna tell you there's a way to do this that will make it so much easier for you <sighs> sell one thing sell one-on-ones in the beginning it's the best way to go okay don't take my word for it you can listen to podcast episode 24 with my student peg on changing offers we did an entire podcast interview on this about the different offers that she had changed and what she settled on and how she really started getting momentum in her business so episode 24 will be amazing for that if you want to deep dive a little bit more on offers. But at the end of the day, if you're struggling with making a decision on how you want to work with clients, how long you want to work with them for, niche or no niche, any of these things that you're looping on, I want you to ask yourself, how would this look if I was truly keeping it simple for both of us, for you and for your future clients? Okay, how would this look if it was simple? If you ask yourself really good questions, you'll get good answers. So at the end of the day, you know, you have the answers already. Your brain is a genius at knowing exactly what is perfect for you. So just ask good questions. What would this look like if it's simple? <laughs> One thing you might decide to do is maybe take a certain amount of clients for free in the beginning before you start charging. Another decision that has to be made. There's no right or wrong decision. You just need to make that decision ahead of time and love your reasons for it, okay? I do have an entire podcast on that, which I forgot to put in my notes what the number is. It is from January or February, 2023. There's an entire podcast on should you charge for free or not? Oh, son of a gun. Now I just need to go look that up, but I'm not going to. Anyway, we will have that listed in the show notes for you. The last decision that you need to make is to decide on your pricing, okay? You just decide. This is not a big deal. Once again, you just decide. This is a variable that you can change along the way. So the rest of these decisions, I'm going to suggest you make the decision and you stick to it. And instead of changing and vacillating on it and going back and revisiting the decision, you work on selling yourself on the decision over and over again on why that was the best decision and you don't change it. Okay. But with your pricing, you probably will change along the way as your demand grows. Okay. How do I want to say this? Charge more. <laughs> Charge more. I have said this before, but I'll say it again. It's one of my favorite quotes. The transformation starts with the transaction. I'm gonna say it again. The transformation starts with the transaction. So give your clients the gift of that transformation. 
I'm sure you can think of plenty of examples in your own life where you have shown up at a really high level because you've paid more and you've taken something more seriously and you have really shown up for yourself because of the investment that you made. Give that gift to your clients too, okay? Nobody changes their life because of a $70 one-time consultation. It's just not gonna happen. People don't take it as seriously. Even if it is the most valuable time that they've ever spent in their life, they may not feel that way because the investment, it doesn't feel that way to them energetically. Does that make sense? So your price is really an opportunity for your clients to raise up to your standards and to really show up for themselves. There is no best pricing. There is no best structure. There's no payment plan, like five payments is the magic, this. No, hey, just pick something. Ideally, have it be a number that makes you a little uncomfortable, which usually means you'll actually be making a profit, which a lot of people don't do. (laughs) So don't be crowdsourcing this at all. I even did a podcast episode once again, which I forgot to put the number in here called like the going rate. And this was, I believe, in summer of 2022 about figuring out the going rate. Um, We can link to that as well. I don't remember the number off the top of my head. But what I talk about in that episode is not crowdsourcing what people are charging, not looking around at what everyone else is doing and figuring out what the going rate is. Because the sad truth is most health and wellness practitioners are completely broke. They're not selling their offers. Their clients aren't getting results because they're not even really delivering much to them. They're trying, they're undercharging hugely. And then because they're not making any money, they can't really deliver on getting the results to the people because there's no money there. They're not getting paid for it. They don't, they literally are going broke. So do not be crowdsourcing. You need to make a decision on what you're gonna charge. Something that usually is gonna make you feel uncomfortable. Sometimes I say, take the number that initially jumps out at you and double it. See what that does for you, okay? So just decide on your pricing, it probably will change. Not meaning it's gonna go backwards, meaning it's going to go up over time as your demand grows. And that is it as far as your offer is concerned. I know that was a lot for step three, but really it's just making these decisions. Decide what you're selling. Is it one-on-one packages? And if so, what are the details there? Is it a group program that you already have created that's already proof of concept, vetted, viable, usable? If not, please go back to the one-on-ones and make your life easier. Is it an existing digital product that you already have created? Again, it's ready to go. You don't have anything that you need to create. You already know it works and it sells and you can just move. If so, do that. Otherwise, seriously, stick with one-on-one packages and then decide on the price, just decide. The gift here is that you are not spending any more bandwidth after this step, trying to think of new offers, trying to think of a new niche, trying to revisit your pricing. You're just going to go sell it, which is the best part. So that brings us to step four, which is marketing and selling. Now you are going to go sell that offer of yours. And here's where I have to be honest with you. I don't know how you're going to make your next sale. And I don't know how you're going to get that next client. And the really mind-blowing part is neither do you yet. But once you do it, then you'll know. (laughs) I know you're like, what? You're not going to tell me exactly how to do this. There are an infinite amount of ways that you're going to go sell this offer. I couldn't even give you a list because it would be so long. So the great news is that it's going to reveal itself to you. You're going to go start conversations. That's what marketing is. And then you're going to do some selling and it's all going to work out. But you're not even going to know how until you've done it. And you can reflect back and evaluate and go, oh, yeah, that's how that worked. I did a podcast episode on this as well. Do you know where your next client will come from? It's episode 22. So you can go back and listen to that as well, where I give some ideas on the how. The infinite how, like how does this work? How do people find me? How does the marketing work? How do the sales work? I mean, there's just so many ways. Some that come to mind are getting invited to present at an event because you're finally talking about what you do. And so people are hearing about it and they want you to come and present. Amazing. You can't predict these opportunities. They just come to you when you start talking about what you do and you start being much more playful and generous with starting conversations about how you can help people. I say playful because this really can be lighthearted. This doesn't have to be so serious. I think so many people think marketing is like, oh, marketing. I have to put on my Mad Men marketing hat. Like I had to put on my Mad Men suit and go to my office and do my advertising and my marketing. And it's so serious. And it just doesn't have to be serious. It can be very organic. It can be very natural of you just showing up where you are in the world and telling people what you do and how you can help them and having really simple conversations, keeping things really simple. So like I said, getting invited to present at an event because all of a sudden you're talking about your business and people say, that's amazing. Would you come and talk about it? 
perfect. Having an old friend reach out on Facebook or through another friend because they hear what you're doing. Having an old coworker that is posting or talking about acid reflux or something very specific that's just debilitating to them and having you say, oh my gosh, I can help you. Did you know I can help you? Did you know that my favorite clients to work with have acid reflux? If you know anybody else that has acid reflux, send them my way. They have to talk to me. Do you hear how simple that is? How easy that is? It doesn't have to be hard. It can be playful. You can come at many different uh, problems with many different solutions and just all the angles, okay? Your chiropractor, your gym owner might mention how many clients they have that are struggling with weight loss. And that's an opportunity for you to say, I can absolutely help them with that. It's my specialty. Or someone else in your family complaining about insomnia. And you say, oh my gosh, insomnia is my favorite that it's like the most satisfying thing to dive into. I would love to help them. And if you know anyone else who has chronic insomnia, have them call me. Do you hear how just simple that can be? Now, every time somebody hears that, they're going to associate you and insomnia. And they're going to go have conversations on your behalf with people that are complaining about insomnia or fill in the blank, whatever it is, that you aren't even privy to. And those people are going to just start coming. You don't even know how, but the word's spreading and the people are coming. This is what I mean when I say you don't know how. (laughs) But after it works, then you're going to know how. And you're going to know that ultimately you starting conversations is where all of this comes from. Either direct conversations with you, or like I said, the conversations between your people and their people that you don't even know, but that are happening on your behalf, which is amazing. Or even mental conversations that your future clients are having internally with themselves. (laughs) based on something that they heard about you or they heard from you. And they're having those conversations, selling themselves saying, I I really need, I need to do it. I need to work with her. It's amazing, right? These are just conversations. So start as many conversations as you can with as many different lead-ins, as many different topics, as many angles as you can. Make it a game, make it playful and just have fun with it. And then you sell, okay? You tell people that you can help them when these scenarios and these conversations come up. Instead of leaning back and shying away, you lean forward and you give the four-word sales pitch. I can help you. That's it. That's it. Watch the magic happen. I can help you. Now, most health and wellness professionals that are struggling in their business shy away from the selling part because subconsciously they're afraid that they can't help the person. I hear this a lot. They're like, oh, what if I can't help them? And so... They go get another certification instead with this thought like, well, then I'll for sure be able to help people. But it's just a cycle that's going to keep coming up. And it's a massive disservice to the struggling people who want the help that's tuning into your message and would really like you to confidently say, I can help you because they're going to borrow your confidence. So in this step, your brain might freak out a little bit about not knowing how it's all going to work. That is totally normal. Most people will go back to step three at this point and they're going to go remake their decisions. And when they feel uncomfortable about selling and they feel uncomfortable about the what ifs, people don't get results and this what if and that what if, instead of figuring it out, they're going to go, I think I need to create a course. I think I need to create a course. Yes, that's what I'll do. Or I think I need a new niche. That's what I need to do. No, 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 no. Do not do this. Do not go remake your decisions. Don't do it. That's very familiar. It's very comfortable. Whereas plowing forward when you don't really know how it's all going to work is very uncomfortable. Welcome to entrepreneurship. (laughs) Uncomfortable. Seven days a week. Uncomfortable. Don't resist it. Lean into it. Nothing has gone wrong when you're feeling uncomfortable. You're probably doing something exactly right. Now, what you're selling is decided. You've already decided your offer. You've already decided who you're selling it to. You've already decided your pricing. You're not second guessing any of that. But the thing that is totally up for discussion is how you're going to make these sales, okay? You can blank slate that at any time. If you want to be creative and you want to start over on things, start over in your marketing. Do something more creative in your marketing. This is the wild card, always. So don't be attached to what's worked in the past. Don't be attached to how you've done things before. Don't think that there's a magic formula that you see other people doing. It's the only way. No, the how is totally blank here when it comes to your marketing and your selling. You don't know how it's going to work until it works. It'll be just a surprise to you as much as everyone. So just try lots of house. Be curious, be creative, be scrappy, be playful with it. That's how a profitable business owner shows up. Do you know how a broke and overwhelmed and overworked business owner shows up? They show up very perfectionistic, very rigid, very unoriginal. Don't be that guy, okay? That's not fun. 
Don't do it. So the best question you can ask yourself when it comes to your marketing and selling is how can this be simple? Very similar to step three. How can this be simple? What would this look like if it was simple? And that's always the how to start with. It's always the action that you should be taking in the beginning is what is the simple way? Do that. Those are the things to try. Now, your brain is going to want to make elaborate, complicated hoops for you to jump through, especially if you are busy looking at other more advanced businesses and trying to model what they're doing. Just a terrible idea. Please avoid that and just stick with what comes naturally for you. Ask yourself good questions, okay? How can this be simple? And what would make this easier or unnecessary altogether? What would that look like? What would make this easier? What would make this totally unnecessary? When you, when you ask yourself really good questions, you get good answers, okay? Now, if you want another podcast episode specifically about ideas for what to do when you don't have clients, tune into episode number 30. It's called What to Do When You Don't Have Clients. <laughs> Lots of ideas in there. But ultimately, you don't know how it's all going to work in step four. You just know you're going to go start conversations. You're going to practice your selling, and it is going to work. Just keep going. Don't quit. And know that feeling uncomfortable is actually a good sign. Okay? It's uncomfortable for everybody. So get the uncomfortable out of the way and just get used to that and get comfortable being uncomfortable, that is the ticket. Which brings us to step five, and that is growing sustainably and smart scaling. So this is a little bit weird to be thinking about when in the topic of this entire episode is how to start a health coaching business, but I want you to be thinking long-term as you start out. I see a lot of people don't do this, and I know at the beginning of my holistic nutrition business, I did not do this, and it cost me years because I ended up starting over a lot because I wasn't thinking long-term. So I do want you to be thinking long-term so you can build on the success you're having and not be starting over from scratch at any point in your business. It is not fun. <laughs> Don't do it. So in step five, I want you to be knowing kind of what the order of operations is going to be, especially for raising your prices and introducing potentially a new offer, okay? Which you don't have to do either of those things, but you probably will want to at some point. So this is what this looks like. You don't reinvent the wheel. You're just going to execute better and keep building your demand and selling out your current offer and then raising your prices and then selling it out at that price and then raising your prices as your demand grows. And when you decide that you want to be introducing a new offer, like I said before, you're going to have already created the demand to now sell that new offer. Instead of trying to do something totally from scratch and you don't know if people are going to want it, you're going to already have the demand. It's going to be just there waiting for you. Okay, so you need to be patient. You need to think long-term and not scratch the itch like most people do, and I was definitely guilty of this, of creating a new offer or two offers, or I think at one point I had five offers all at the same time because I was thinking, I need the next thing, I need the next thing. I need a cheaper price point. I need a more expensive price point. I need a DIY version. I need a done with you version. Your brain will freak out about all of the ideas. Be patient, don't introduce those until you have made a lot of money. I suggest being in the six figures and more before you do this and thinking long-term, okay? What you're going to experience, which every single person does, is your brain will absolutely freak out and tell you this is a fluke. This is not sustainable. I can't do this. It's a fluke. I don't know how to repeat it. I don't know where the people are coming from. I'll revisit stage four where your marketing and your selling is happening, but you're like, how is it even working? You're just having conversations. You're trying all the, the things. You're putting things on your website and someone's sharing an email and it's like, how did that person even share it? And how, and it's all very mysterious. <laughs> it's like, how is this working? But it is working. Well, your brain's gonna really have a problem with that and it's gonna argue with you that it is not sustainable and it's a fluke. None of that is true, okay? Absolutely none of it is true because remember, you have the self-confidence to know that you figure things out and that you created those results in the first place. And if you created those results in the first place, you know how to keep creating them and it'll keep working. So we, we first of all, shush your mind on the, it's a fluke thoughts because that's not even true, but you will have them and they'll come up. And if you don't anticipate that they're going to come, what happens is you start chasing sparkly squirrels. You start doing crazy things, introducing new products, changing your prices, like trying new marketing, getting on a new platform and like deep diving on a new platform that takes all of your time and bandwidth and abandoning the things that were working before, which will really flatline you, things like that. So there's lots of different ways that this can show up. But ultimately, if you know that that is going to happen and you can see it for what it is when it does, you will be so much better served. So I do want to make a little plug here for being around successful people. Okay. Success leaves close. We know this. My favorite, I should like wear that on my shirt every day. Success leaves clues. Surround yourself with others 
that are in the same stage or better yet further along than you. So you can see what they're doing that makes them successful and you can get support from them and you can get strategies that work instead of getting overwhelmed with all of the sparkly squirrel tactics and all of the things that you could try and trying to figure it out on your own. Surround yourself with people that have already done it that can help you. My business went from $150,000 a year to over a million dollars a year in just a three-year span. And the reason was because I invested in high-level coaching programs full of peers that were way further along than me that I could learn from. And I sat there quietly and I just learned. Okay, I asked some questions, but mostly I observed. And I know this to be 100% true. That was the secret to my success. Business is so lonely and I did it for so long by myself trying to figure it all out myself and just skinning my knees a lot. <laughs> I feel like I was always falling down, getting back up, but wondering, oh my gosh, how could this be simpler? And I know to be just to the depths of my soul, I know that being around people that are more successful, that can help you and shorten that learning curve is the fun way to be in business. So of course, I have two ways to do that. I have the Profitable Nutritious Program and I have a mastermind where the focus is truly learning from each other and collaborating. Yes, there are processes to follow inside, but the ultimately the learning from each other is the priceless aspect of both of those containers. So two things. I did an episode, a previous episode, number 42, called Should You Create an Online Course or Membership? Because I do get this question a lot, like when is it time to actually introduce a digital offer? So if you would like the exact framework and criteria around that, episode 42. Episode 43, which was obviously the week after that, is planning for capacity growth. And I really took a deep dive on that episode on explaining long-term planning in your business. So this is in the step five here, what we're talking about is scaling in a smart way and building on your success instead of reinventing the wheel. So I really took you through my process of how I plan out three years in advance in that episode. Again, that's episode 43. Okay. This has been a lot. <laughs> Remember, you don't need to do this all at once. The purpose of putting this all together for you in one kind of zoomed out big picture format was just so you can see the steps in order. You can kind of see where you're going. And I wanted to be able to show you where I see a lot of people get stuck. Totally normal that that happens, but you don't need to be stuck. You can move forward. Okay. So step one was making decisions about yourself as a business owner, how you show up and your self-concept that you can fall down and skin your knees and get back up and nothing has gone wrong when that happens because it absolutely will all the time. <laughs> Step two, setting up the infrastructure for your business so that you can get paid and you have the behind the scenes stuff, bare bones version of that set up and you can move forward. And then step three is making those foundational decisions to launch your business about your offer, about your people and about your pricing. Then step four is to go sell it, the marketing and selling, which is the most fun part. And this is where all of your creativity will come forth. And you're going to find the best, most perfect way to market and sell that is authentic to you, that comes easily to you, that's simple and natural to you. And instead of trying to do crazy, intricate funnels and things you know nothing about, and that isn't even easy for you, you're going to do it the easy way. You're going to see how simple this business can be. And then step five is growing sustainably and scaling in a really smart way, which is again, where you build on top of what's working and you don't skip a beat as you transition into a highly profitable corporation really at some point, which is very exciting. Now, of course, with all of these processes that I've gone through, there are nuances and there are strategies and there are shortcuts that you can implement that are going to help you to apply these steps faster and more accurately just like your clients hire you to do. You show them the way and then they hire you to help them implement it and to not get stuck and to go faster, right? Inside the Profitable Nutritionist program, I give you the ultimate step-by-step -step guide for making that first 100K in your practice, including everything we talked about today with live coaching directly with me and my personally trained team of support coaches that are going to help you get across that milestone six-figure mark without losing your health and your sanity along the way, which is very important. So join the wait list for the next opening, which if you're watching this or listening to this live is in September, and you can check out the upcoming enrollment dates always on the sales page for the Profitable Nutritionist program. That's at theprofitablenutritionist.com slash join.
And that is for setting up everything in the beginning of your business. So even if you don't have your business yet, or you haven't made six figures yet, that is going to be the perfect program for you. Now, if you have already made 50 to 100K in your business and you have the goal to scale your nutrition or your health coaching practice to multiple six figures in the next 12 months, you actually wanna be in the mastermind. Mastermind is the best. This is where I personally mentor you through an advanced scaling process that I teach, both in person and virtually. So we actually get together IRL, which is amazing. And you can join the waitlist and learn all about the mastermind at theprofitablenutritionist.com slash mastermind. That way you'll be the first to be notified when the applications for the next round open in October. But if you are listening to this in the future, you will also get the dates for both of those programs at theprofitablenutritionist.com slash join for the Profitable Nutritionist program or theprofitablenutritionist.com slash mastermind for the mastermind. The next enrollment dates will always be listed on those pages. Okay. We did it. Step-by-step how to start a health coaching business. Love it. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, my friend. My friend, does growing your business over the summertime, the busiest three months of the year seem possible to you? How about if I tell you, you can do it in five to 10 hours each week? Uh, Yeah, I thought that would get your attention. Great. Behind the scenes here at the Profitable Nutritionist headquarters, we have been planning something really big for you. In fact, this is something we've never done before, a live challenge all about efficiency, time management, and delegating. The challenge officially starts on Monday, May 13th, and my friend, you are invited. During our five days together, plus some extras that I'm keeping as a surprise for now, you are actually going to be getting access to completely updated, brand new paid content from inside the Profitable Nutritionist program. And in this content, I teach you exactly how to structure your work for the next 90 days, including exactly what to focus on and how to lay out your calendar and your to-do list so it all gets done. We actually do an entire day's training on how to retrain your brain to procrastination-proof your top priority tasks. Those are the ones that make you the most money in the shortest amount of time, by the way. (laughs) Yes, you will walk away from this totally free challenge with a rock-solid plan for June, July, and August, all plugged in to a color-coded calendar system that is the stuff dreams are made of. The challenge is called Summertime 2.0. Again, it's brand new material to get you out of overwhelm so you can cruise into the busiest time of year feeling organized and focused while your business bank account balance just climbs up and up and up, hopefully while you are poolside or beachside. (laughs) I've taught free trainings before, but what I've never done is combine it with live Q&A, implementation sessions, coaching calls, and done-for-you resources. My friend, this is a totally different experience than anything we've ever done before. That is what you are getting in Summertime 2.0. I'm holding nothing back. Remember, this is actual paid content from inside my program, which you get a sneak peek into for five days straight. The dates are May 13th to the 19th. You are going to learn everything you need to know about time management, prioritizing, creating time boundaries, how to say no to people and opportunities that are costing you money in your business, and how to actually stick to your calendar and finish your to-do list each week, including live Q&A with me where you can ask all of your questions. So do I have you sold? I sure hope so. <laughs> to register for the challenge, go to theprofitablenutritionist.com slash time, T-I-M-E. Remember, we officially start on May 13th. It goes through May 17th, but there are a few pre-party happenings going on. So make sure you register right now and don't miss out. The challenge is brand new material delivered in a completely new way that is going to have you loving the boring topic of time management. I promise. (laughs) And the best part is it's totally free. Register right now at theprofitablenutritionist.com slash time.